When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Scano Anderson from the Golden State Warriors and Troy Brown Jr. Uh, from Chicago, drafted by Washington, but uh, was with Chicago last year. Um, backup center Damian Jones, briefly a Laker a couple seasons ago, shot 94% in, uh, in the uniform. So maybe there's some, some magic ready to happen there again. And uh, they spent their big money. The, the one thing that they could do over a veteran's minimum, $6.5 million for one year, uh, for Lonnie Walker Jr., 24-year-old, I believe. Lonnie Walker the fourth. Lonnie Walker the fourth. fourth. Troy Brown, Troy Brown the junior. junior. Lonnie Walker the fourth. Scotty Pippen Jr. They signed before. A lot of of, of kids, people's children, um, generational children in the league this year. Um, and they, so they use their their exception on Lonnie Walker. Our, how do you before we get to the Kyrie stuff, which is now back in the news? How do you feel about what they did? I recognize that they did not have a lot of flexibility. They did not have a lot of resources. They did not have a great ability to help the team through free agency. It is through their own doing. I sense a butt coming here. (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm recognizing that their avenues for improving the team were limited. And that is their own doing, but at this point, it is what it is, and you have to just acknowledge that that's the starting point. That being said, I don't know if they got any better. Um, I think Damian Jones and Juan Toscano-Anderson are really good pickups. I think those are the type of guys that you bring in to help supplement uh, a roster that's already built pretty well. And I think Juan Toscano-Anderson fans are going to love him. He is... Um, he's a forward who can, I think, defend a few different positions. He's got championship experience in a very good developmental culture. Um, I think he's going to become a big-time fan favorite. I think Damian Jones is well, going to be – Worth noting, too, with, with Toscano Anderson that he is uh, Mexican. And so yeah. like, I think that's another thing that will be really popular, obviously, in the yes. L.A. market. Is I think yes. he's the, the, Is he the only – the first one to win a championship, I know, but is he the yes. only one – uh, in in the league, so you know to have that kind of representation in LA yes. Yes. is going to be oh, yeah. super popular. Oh, on a bunch of different levels, he's going to become a fan favorite. I like Damian Jones as a potential backup center. He, I thought, had a pretty solid year at, in a limited role for Sacramento. You know, he he's a young guy still developing, but for a veteran's minimum, it's five. I got real questions about Lonnie Walker the fourth as their taxpayer mid-level exception, the biggest move the Lakers could make. For where the roster is right now, he feels like an upside play, which I like, but he's redundant for what they have. And I don't yeah. know how he I don't know how he is a move that makes them better unless there's more to come. And that's just that's my overarching concern with what they've done so far is what comes next. Yeah, and I think that's it. Because, I mean, I like – I'll tell you what I like. I like that they went younger. Last year, the jokes were writing themselves, uh, the, you know, how old the Lakers were going to be, and, you know, everybody got all huffy on the roster, like, okay, make the jokes now. And then it turned out they were pretty pretty well-placed. But um, the oldest of this group that they signed was Toscano Anderson. He's 29. They haven't brought anybody in yet who's 30. Um, Walker, Damian Jones, and um, – Troy Brown are all under 25. Yeah. And so they, they, they went with youth. They are, they are hoping for upside. They are hoping for youth. They're hoping for young legs. doesn't mean the guys are going to be, you know, not get hurt. It doesn't mean all that. And young players, just because young doesn't mean you're good. Um, and there's a reason these players were available so close to being drafted by the teams that took them. And they, you know, their options were, you know, they weren't given qualifying offers. All that stuff. But I like that approach much more than what they did last year. The problem, the biggest problem that I have with this group of guys, and to your point about what comes next, none of them can shoot. Like, none of them. 
This is a bad bunch of shooters that they brought in. Toscano Anderson's had a little bit of success in very low volume. Walker the fourth came into the league and shot the ball pretty well on low volume, but it's gotten consistently worse from three-point range. Since then, Troy Brown's, you know, barely passable in that as a as a as a three and D type player. And so the Lakers have not even come close to addressing their shooting questions. And this after Garvin Ham has talked about wanting to go kind of four in, four out, one in um, at his introductory press conference. But to your point about what comes next, Andy, how many of these problems could be solved with Kyrie Irving, who is a 40% three-point shooter? And now uh, Bet Online, the folks over there, have the odds of Kyrie landing in L.A. at one, two, three, meaning you have to bet $100 to win 33 they're pretty sure this is where he's coming um it would have to be a deal that involves russell westbrook there's no there's no other way to do this at least if it's just with brooklyn what difference does this make to you in terms of how you look at where the team is their potential for this year because there's no question weirdness aside for all the flat earth stuff and the pretension and whatever Kyrie is still a transcendent offensive player and is better than russell westbrook you make it so your stars fit better together. And if you're looking to be a top-heavy team, and that's where the Lakers are right now, maybe Taylor Horton Tucker, assuming he's still on their team, takes the step forward that the Lakers were very much banking on last year and lost. Maybe, you know, Kendrick Nunn, healthy, actually playing, like starts to create more roster depth for you where you don't necessarily feel as dramatically top-heavy and a guy like Lonnie Walker proves both of us wrong that he really is ready to take like a step that doesn't feel redundant with the rest of the roster. But for the time being, they are a top heavy team with their stars and their three stars don't fit well together with what Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook does not fit great with AD. He certainly does not fit well with LeBron and he does not help. LeBron and AD bring out the best in each other. Kyrie is a far better fit with those two. So if nothing else, you set yourself up better in a foundation built around three stars. Like Kyrie has the ability to space the floor for LeBron and AD. You can space the floor for him because he is, he's the best finisher I've ever seen at his size. Like his ability around the rim it, at that size, is, I've never seen anything like he's that. He's a before. legit, I mean, like, people, people have been like, he's a legit 26, 27, 28 point yeah. a night guy who shot, I want to say, over 40% in, from three point range in six of his last eight seasons. So you're not banking on, you know, the, the one career year or whatever it is, which is where the Lakers have been. He is a shooter who can help make space for the other guys, and he is a finisher who space will benefit. You're exactly right. And Look, there's the questions with Kyrie, you know, all that comes with Kyrie, including something I've talked about a lot, Brian, how much does he actually want to play basketball like regularly? Because I don't sense that Kyrie Irving really wants to be a full-time basketball player. I think he may love basketball as a craft. I th- it seems like he is not that dedicated towards it as a profession. And I'm not even saying that as a character judgment on Kyrie Irving. I'm just saying that is a thing that any team that employs Kyrie Irving has to deal with and negotiate. And the Lakers have already had their own issues with availability for LeBron and AD. That being said, Kyrie is not so out there or as different as he likes to present himself as that he was willing to turn, you know, leave $30 million on the table to light on fire to join right. the Lakers on a mid-level exception. So what you're saying is, like, normal people, Andy, those are the people who keep the world going. People like you and me, Funchy, Taylor, we're mm-hmm. normal people. We yeah. just keep the kind of the, the wheels running. Mm-hmm. But those who dare to be different, they lead us into tomorrow. Right. He's not that different. <laughs> so, but the reason I say that If you is missed it, means- this is what Kyrie wrote on his Instagram page when he uh, announced that he was opting into his deal with Brooklyn. So in that sense, maybe he, maybe Kyrie is in a place right now where he is thinking about, on any level, career preservation. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I, you know, I, the threat that Kyrie theoretically has with Brooklyn in terms of trade me to the Lakers specifically, that's the only place I'm going to go. If you trade me somewhere else, 
I'm not going to report. I'm going to sit. If you don't trade me, I'm not going to report. I'm going to sit. Fine. If Kyrie does that on top of everything else that's led us to this point, he may very well be out of the league. He's certainly not going to get the type of deal that he wants. I mean, he's already, even if he has a good season, this coming one for whoever he plays with, he's going to have a difficult time getting the type of deal that he wants anyway, because he has lit so many bridges uh, on fire. In a world now, Andy, where people are paying far more attention to the culture that your stars bring, like James Harden, two years ago, the notion that James Harden wouldn't just get automatically a max deal from, you know, now Philadelphia after they trade for him was insane. Of course you have to pay. Now it's like, he's, going to get two years extended and it's not going to be for the full max and he can frame it as i want to make sure that they can build a winner around me and all that blah blah nobody was going to give him that money because uh there are questions about his leadership there are questions about his fitness well andy do you think james harden could take pat riley in a push-up contest i'm not sure depending on take, his i think i could take harden there's some dough there is all i'm saying um, like you, teams are paying, especially now with what's happening in Brooklyn and what happened to the Lakers, are going to pay far more attention to culture and and and, and fit and all this other stuff. So the the blank check days for players like Kyrie uh, are over. It's a select group, you know, Giannis, Jokic. They're you know you got to be the right age, you got to be the right temperament. Their teams aren't going to do it. Right. So in that in that sense, you know, I. If Kyrie is even somewhat rooted in reality, he's going to recognize, look, the answer may be he isn't, but if he's even somewhat rooted in reality, he needs to recognize this coming season has to work for me. So in that sense, you could very well be getting the best version of Kyrie. If I'm the Lakers, assuming there's no commitment beyond this coming season and assuming the asks to get him, aren't too great, I would take that chance. I would absolutely take that chance for this coming season and this coming season only. It seems like that's what the Lakers want to do. Yeah, one, two, three are the odds. So when you talk about, when you're looking at what the Lakers are doing and when you talk, Andy, about what might be coming next to kind of frame up some of these things, um, this might be the thing that is coming next. So 877-710-ESPN, we know we got some people hanging on the line. We will take your calls on this. We'll take your calls on USC. Um, let us know if you want to, if you think the Lakers should go even bigger. There was that idea that maybe you could get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Would you do that if it meant sacrificing Anthony Davis as well in the process and reform the team that way? We'll do all of that. Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, so call in right now, right now, right now for your chance at Bash for Cash and be caller number four and give the Dodger or Angel player that will hit a home run and in what in it. Kamenetsky Brothers filling in for Travis and Sliwa again. Caller number four, which Dodger or Angel player will hit a home run in, in which inning? Andy, the important thing with the Angels, of course, is to pick that player hitting the home run that gives the Angels the three runs in their 8-3 to three loss. It is unbelievable. Like, I, seriously, I don't know how Otani doesn't ask out. Like, like, Mike Trout feels like he's just too far gone. Like, he's just sort of like a prisoner of the culture and doesn't, doesn't know what he <laughs> well, would he do. Well, he also signed a 700-year contract. Right, but, but he, could, he could ask for a trade. But, you know, it feels like, what, what's that? I forgot, what's it called? <laughs> he wants to go to the Big Ten. No, but I forgot, what's it called when uh, you're a prisoner somewhere so long and you start the to Stockholm eventually... Syndrome. Stockholm yeah, Syndrome. Yeah, I think, I think he's dealing with Stockholm Syndrome with the Angels. And he's starting to, like, he empathizes now 
with the the angels brass and ownership and like he doesn't feel like it's ever their fault that he never wins otani though is just new enough that he can save himself like he needs to get the hell out of there free agent after this year I, I believe so. I believe right? it's after next. I think it's after next season. Next year, I aggressively don't pay attention to the Angels. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I, I do lose track of some of these things, other than just marveling at how they have two of the I, most transcendent players in baseball and suck. <laughs> they're just they're, well, they're you terrible. Know what, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. I think it was the 2011 season for the Dodgers where. Clayton Kershaw won the side that year. He was, I think, in, in the MVP mix. It was not the year that he won MVP, but he was in the MVP mix. He was clearly one of the best pitchers in baseball, definitely the best pitcher in the National League. And Matt Kemp that year was second behind Ryan Braun for MVP voting. Everyone remembers Ryan Braun was juicing that whole thing. Right. So you could, you could argue that Matt Kemp was the best position player in the National League, on a team with Clayton Kershaw, arguably the best pitcher in baseball, much less the National League. Dodgers missed the playoffs that year. So yeah, just to show finished, you. At least they finished over 500. They, they were not great that year. Right, no, they, and were, just, they, were 80, they were three games over 500. They were better than the Angels. But, yeah, sure. you're right. Baseball, you know, one guy can only impact so much. Uh, but it's, it is so depressing, and there's no way Otani is going to stay here when that thing is done. Um, get out, Shohei. Get out. Justin Turner, Andy, hit two home runs last night. Speaking of baseball, just to, you know, we haven't really mentioned the Dodgers. They did win their opening uh, game against the Padres, who they have basically owned. I, I am not worried about them. I, have, I never worry about them. All of that stuff. And so – you know, there's a lot of angst. I think that um, teams are, or people are, always get worried about, you know, are they in first place, this, that, whatever, who's not playing well, but they're, they're going to be fine. Um, oh, wait, okay, so we have our, our, our stuff. So, okay, Bunch, you just walk me through it, okay? <laughs> You're trying to be nice and do this, like, radio style, like I can do it All seamlessly. Right. So I, we're, we have a caller on the line for Bash for Cash. Yeah, we got to bring him on, and he's going to make his prediction or her prediction. All right, so Travis, according to the rundown, Travis says, hi, blank from blank. You are uh, today's cash, Bash for Cash contestant, and it is who? Ian. Ian from? Redondo. Redondo. You are today's Bash for Cash contestant. Then in parentheses, Ian, it says, caller says hello. Can you please do your part? Hey, uh, Brian, Andy, this is Ian. Sorry to the Mandy Awards. You know my son, Duncan. Oh, oh, that Ian. Hey, Ian. Hey. Yeah. I was well, about to yell at you for going off the... script, but now I'm excited. Hey, it's good to see you guys both together. Usually I hear you separately. So we're getting the full Cambro affection. That's great. All right, Ian. Awesome. We, we appreciate the, uh, the, the kind words. and It was good to see you at the Mandy Awards, but we're here to do some business. Uh, here's how this works. You pick an angel or a Dodger player to hit a home run, and you have to tell us what inning. And if you pr- predict the correct player to hit the home run, you'll win two tickets to the Major League Baseball All-Star Game Saturday night, which includes the All-Star Futures game, the Celebrity Softball game, and the Extra Innings concert featuring Becky G. And if you predict the right inning, you'll get a bonus of $100 cash. So, Ian. Beautiful. What's your prediction? Oh. Dodgers or Angels? Who hits the home run and in what inning? Uh, we're going Dodgers. Chris Taylor in the fourth. Uh, reason being, he swings for the fence every time. Good reason is that I can live with that. There you go. <laughs> Good luck. Best Ian. of luck to you. Will, will you take Will you take me if you win? Yes, I will. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, be sure to listen on uh, Tuesday. I guess will be the next chance to do uh, another run for a bash for cash. You can be the next bash for cash contestant. Come out to the Major League uh, MLB All Star Saturday, July sixteenth at Dodger Stadium. One ticket. Three great events for tickets and info. Visit theallstargame.com. dot com. That was that was that was reasonably well uh, done. I, I, can you just stop for a second, Andy? Can you just tell me the text that you just sent me right now? I was wondering because we mentioned that uh, part of the package that you and part of the prize and what's going on is a, a concert and performance from Becky G. Correct? Uh huh. Becky G. Yes, will yes. be performing. Are Becky G. and Warren G. related? <laughs> 
I, I don't think so. I think Becky G's Latina and Warren G's African American, but you know, I don't know. Hey, look, they they, hey, man, look, America's man. a big melting pot. That's true. Bucky. It's very America's true. America's a big melting very pot. Very true. Very true. But I don't think my no daughter, relation. My, my daughter, um, my wife is Mexican-American. Like Brian knows, my daughter looks nothing like me. You would never yeah, every think Every time she they was go out daughter. together, I say somebody issues an Amber Alert. So, I mean, the, the point being, there's no reason that just because Warren G is black and Becky G is, to the best of our knowledge, Latina, there's no reason they couldn't be related. I'm going to Google are Becky G and Warren G related? I does it. What does it say about me that I have literally no idea who Becky G is? Like, is she's obviously very famous if she's performing at All Star at the All Star game? But like, oh, how a, famous? How famous is she? I don't uh, know. She has a Wikipedia entry. Well, so she's, she is famous. She's famous enough for that. Uh, she, could, could you like look up how, her net worth? Andy, you looked up our net worth the other day on one of those, like, how much are people worth kind of things. Oh, I was okay, very we, pleased. They were wrong, but I was very pleased that we were even in it. I, I okay, we, We'll get into this later in the show, but I need to start talking with the person who does, like, my accounting and, you know, handle some of the, the mutual funds and things like that. Because according to these folks, I got quite a little nest egg. But uh, Becky G, uh, her real name is Rebecca Marie Gomez. Um, she has worked with Bad Bunny before. Um, she has worked with Daddy Yankee, Christina Aguilera, French Montana. Um, so it does not appear that she is in any way related. Oh, she is about to she say does, that she, she dates Sebastian Legette from the uh, from the US, Team USA Soccer. And you know what? Uh, she's Place also an actress too. I forgot. She I've seen her on Empire, the Terrence Howard show on Fox. She, she is very attractive. Yes, she is. She's really pretty. She is also. How about this? From Inglewood. She is Hi. from Inglewood. All right, there you go. So she's a local performing at the All Star Game. Good for her. Does not appear she's related to Warren G. <laughs> I would think that would come up in the Wikipedia entry. Can, I, can uh, neither confirm nor deny at this point, but um, this is Becky G. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll ask my wife, do you know who Becky G is, Kelly? Yes. My wife knows who Becky G is. I actually see okay. She's actually you seen her in concert. You know what? That? Years, She's years, way years. Than I am. Long, long time ago. I, I want to say this was Andy. Like, your uh, wife has seen her in concert too. Oh, good for her. Um, <laughs> maybe like the early two thousands. Um, I was at a Dodger game, and they brought out this young woman to sing the the national anthem. Nobody in this crowd, you could tell, had ever heard of this young lady. She comes out and everyone's like, oh, she's, she's really pretty. And then she sings, oh, wow, she did a really good job. That lady turned out to be Taylor Swift. All of us saw Taylor Swift perform the national anthem at a point where nobody had heard of her before. And then eventually she turned into, obviously, Taylor Swift. So you never know. So like it's there, actually, there's a moral of your story here that if Becky G just keeps at it, she might make something of herself. Well, no, she's she's already. <laughs> she, she seems to have already been pretty successful. Sure, I'm just saying. Like sometimes you end up seeing these, uh, seeing different performers at. You get an opportunity at these type of events before. Like remember, uh, years ago, we you and I went to a fashion show where Kanye, Kanye played. before yeah. before he had blown up into Kanye, he performed at this fashion show. He was incredible. It was a really, really he was, he good was a pretty performance. Big deal even at that point, but I still didn't quite. Know but he hadn't. What he I had not blown. No, he had not blown. My wife was once again yet. shaking her head at me, going like, "You are a total moron." He was a big deal even then. I just I don't like these moments that make me feel completely and totally out of touch, and totally old. Yeah, we but call those moments. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. Um, but like, so in all seriousness, like, do you worry at all about like the Yankees being? You know, the, the, the now the, the betting favorites for the World Series or the, the Padres getting, you know, last week I was in with Allen and, you know, that was when the, the, the Padres briefly passed the Dodgers for first place in the West. And that has since been corrected. But like, do you worry about any of these things like in June? with the, I don't. I'm not there no, yet. Be, no, because the reason that they a lot of the reasons that they have not been 
dominant in the way people expected has been lack of availability. I mean, am I concerned that it feels like Cody Bellinger's MVP season was the exception and not the rule? Yeah. Am I concerned about Max Muncy slumping? Yeah, I'm concerned. He's going to hit 150 for the rest of the season, is he? No, but I'm concerned that he may not hit 300 for the second half. You know, I mean, there are reasons to be concerned, but at the same time, this team has managed to stay like 20 games above 500, not performing at their best. So unless you think there is no other gear that they can shift into, no, I'm not worried right now. Yeah, I kind of looked at them like man, like a managed stock portfolio, like a uh, you know, like a like a one of those kind of stock portfolios that it's all like index funds and whatever. Like you just sort of do it and you let it do its job, and then we, as you get closer to when you need the money, you start checking on what they're doing, and that's the Dodgers. It's like it would be great if they were eight games in front of the Padres, but there's no reason to worry. They're certainly they're not going to make the playoffs. And for every one of these, you know, Bueller is hurt kind of deals where you worry, you know, about the long-term ability of the pitching staff. Like, are you going to rely on Mitch White to be as good as he was last night for the rest of the season? Okay, it's a little dicey. You get in the playoffs, I understand. But the Dodgers always make a move. Um, they still have the capital of the minor leagues to do it. And it's just there's, there's no reason to get all freaky about it. So, um, all right. Uh, is Kyrie Irving coming to L.A.? Is Kevin Durant a possibility to come with him? We'll do all that next. Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. How about that? Real ones get it. That's Real right. ones understand this. That's right. Um, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive commercial insurance protects small businesses with affordable coverage options. Quote today at Progressive. Get a quote today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Um, all right, Andy. So neither one of us are worried. Kamenetsky Brothers in for Travis and Sliwa today. The boys uh, getting themselves all dressed up in cosplay and are headed down to the convention center. I believe Travis is dressed as Goku. Uh, that's what I was I was told. Dragon Ball um, Z. So, yes. <laughs> um, I will say this. We had an interesting conversation. Was it in um, Factor Cap you were asking about uh, the soup thing, or was that Ask Slee? No, it was, it was uh, Factor Cap. Okay, so... You know, and, oh no, it was Ashley. I'm sorry, it was, it was Ashley. You were talking right. You were talking about eating soup with your hands, and uh, somebody sent uh, a a a a meme back of somebody eating dip with their fingers, and I was like, "That's," and they're like, "That's disgusting." I'm like, "Well, that's dip. That's not even soup." And the person replied, "805 Raider," uh, that they they couldn't find a person uh, a meme of a person eating soup with their hands because it's not normal. Yeah, so you should. Tell- you really should be like thinking about this practice of yours where you eat soup with your hands. Yeah, look, Funchy, you and I have been friends for a long time. I, I love you. You're a great person. You're straight up lying. You've not eaten soup with your hands. I don't believe you. I th- I think you got caught up in in the whole factor cap question and you were trying to push it forward and and you went a little bit too far. I don't think no, this I, has I've, actually I've, happened. I've taken my hand. <laughs> In a, put it in a soup pot and scooped it up. No, you have not. You <laughs> Nobody have not done does that. that. 
Nobody does that. That would scald your hands. Nobody has done it's that. It's cold soup. Nobody does that. Just you smash just some soup. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put out it's at a, Cambro. It's a, a vichy <laughs> It's Funchess That's lying. what he's doing. I think Funchess got caught in a lie. I think he's just too far gone. He just can't admit, yeah, I got a little carried away with Vector Cap. You have not eaten soup with your hands. He was I too refuse deeply, to believe this. He, he's, he's now deeply invested in Team Hand Soup. <laughs> or Soup Hands. Is it Team Hand Soup or Soup Hands? It's not a lie if you don't believe if you believe it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so the Lakers have, they've made four moves so far. I have not seen anything obviously come through today. The biggest rumor revolving around the day, uh, the Lakers today is uh, that they are interested in bringing back Thomas Bryant, who of course was a, a Laker draftee and was, Andy, was he let go to make space for people or was he traded for no particular reason? I, <laughs> no, I think if memory serves off the top of my head, he was moved out to clear the max cap space for Anthony Davis. Okay, I, well, that's a, I, decent, that's a decent purpose. Yeah, because I, I think he got moved to Washington with like Bonga, with uh, Isaac Bonga and somebody else. I'm looking there up was right now some there was some controversy around that, but um, anyway, Thomas. If Bryant, I remember correctly, yeah, he tore an ACL, came back last year, and so the hope would be that you know, with more time from that injury, a good stretch five, he can shoot the ball a little bit, showed some potential. They're still very young, so the Lakers are in the mix on him, but haven't really done anything else today. They have a couple roster spots that they're able to fill. The big question now becomes whether or not they're going to be able to swing this Kyrie Irving deal and whether or not they should, like if that's something that they ought to be focusing all their energy on, because it seems strange, Andy, after a season of Russell Westbrook and all the controversy and all the challenges with fit and all the worries about culture and all that other stuff to say, let's get off of this problem and let's bring in Kyrie Irving. Like, that's it is admittedly a strange place to be. How much faith do you have in LeBron as the guy that can hold it all together? <laughs> Kyrie I mean, Wrangler. Well, no, but I mean, but that wasn't I mean, there were a lot of questions about Russ heading into last year. I remember when there when there had been rumors, just rumors about the Lakers being interested in Russell Westbrook. You and I did a podcast, Locked on Lakers, the podcast we host uh, five days a week, available anywhere you get your podcasts. plug. This was like a week before the actual trade happened. We did a show just about how ridiculous the rumor was. Like, it made no sense, the idea that they would bring in Russell Westbrook, because as a fit, he seemed just incredibly awkward or just non-existent with LeBron or AD, like much less the idea that you would gut your depth do that and Westbrook has always been a guy that shall we say resists change resists adjustment does not like yes he he does not like when Russ is not allowed to be Russ and he even said as much during his exit interview where he called out the organization for not letting Russ be Russ and we were told that there was this big summit at LeBron's house LeBron AD Russ, they like took his glass elevator up to this, you know, high part of his home or whatever. <laughs> the top of Wonka had, Tower. Right. And they had this like 38 course dinner or whatever. And they all sat down and they talked through everything and everybody agreed they would sacrifice blah, 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 part of their game, blah, 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 part of their game. And then we saw what happened this season. Do you trust LeBron to this time around have more success keeping Kyrie on the rails on the court, part in of the building. Culture. How about in, in the, the building? Because like, remember, invested. eventually, Kyrie and LeBron didn't. LeBron couldn't connect with Kyrie the way he was trying to. Couldn't keep Kyrie in a positive place, and Kyrie eventually wanted out of Cleveland. Yeah. A lot of time has passed. Maybe Kyrie's grown more mature. Maybe he's turned into more of an erratic weirdo. So I mean, I would. He's certainly gotten more pretentious. I, I, and, and more, but he's grown more sort of unpredictable. Self, sort of self, but like that's all part of his gig is that sort of 
you know, again, I'm playing 26 dimensional chess while you guys over here are playing checkers. And, you know, that's, that's part of it. And, you know, look, the, the risk would be relatively low. If you're talking about Westbrook and you just have to send Westbrook away, if it's straight up, it's like a, it's, it's so no, oh, yeah. so much of a no brainer. It's, I don't even know what we're talking about. The question becomes like, what other assets, if you have to somehow, you know, put THT in there or Kendrick Nunn or a first round pick or two first round picks, like even the threat of Kyrie leaving after the season, isn't that big a deal because you know you're left with the the cap space and whatever the real problem i think honestly becomes is like what do you do you are do you have a plan like if Kyrie comes in and plays well and is a you know a a good teammate and does all this other stuff do you believe that he's doing that because he's you know invested in the team invested in the franchise invested in basketball or whatever are you doing is he doing it because he needs that one more deal and then as soon as he signs it he's going to get weird again I don't know. I mean, look, worry about what would be right in front of you right now. I'm not that concerned about what happens if Kyrie plays well and then you got to make a decision. Who cares? Worry about that later. What's important is this coming season. Can you keep him focused and part of a team culture that needs to develop really fast? Because this is yet another extremely turned over roster. And beyond LeBron, AD, and either Russell Westbrook or Kyrie Irving, depending on which third star you're talking about, it is from top, I mean, from four down, an unestab- uh, uh, it's a roster of unestablished players. Who's like, the these are not guy in the Lakers right now? Right After now? all the signings they made yesterday, is it THT? Is it Austin Reeves? I mean, no, I'd say it's either THT or Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn? Okay. Uh, Kendrick yeah. Nunn is the worst fourth best player of any contender. In that's, the that's my point. That's my point. So right. Exactly. You have, a, with you. you have, yeah, you have a lot that you need to reestablish quickly. Can Kyrie be a part of that this coming season? If you think the answer is yes. And certainly if nothing else, he's a better on court fit than Russ. Yeah. Roll the dice on that. That's fine. You know, worry about the long-term commitment question. Worry about that later. And if you decide after this year, you know what? We just don't trust the guy to commit three to four years, but we actually got better this year. It was a legitimate roll of the dice to get better. Fine. Whatever first round picks or assets you attach to that, you can live with that. I think you can live with that. All right. Um, On a day like today, Andy, when USC and UCLA officially are defecting to the, the big 10 and the Lakers have signed free agents and, and Kyrie Irving and maybe even Kevin Durant are a possibility. And the Dodgers are in a huge series with uh, San Diego over the weekend. Um, it's also the 4th of July. It, it's hard to make your way onto the show. And that is why we have the dump, because there are a lot of things that are happening in the world that we haven't had a chance to talk about. And so that's what we're going to do next. It's the dump coming up on Travis and Sliwa on 710 ESPN. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Punchy, you got your lead item for the dump during the break. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. So, uh, Rudy ESPN. Forget all yeah. the formalities. Let's jump right into it. Yes. Breaking news per Woj Rudy Gobert traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, multiple first round picks. Rudy Gobert, multiple time defensive player of the year. Going to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have been looking to get deep into the contending mix 
This is wow. a bold move, man. This is a it is. bold and, and move. And Utah is ripping it down very clearly. And this is what, you know, this viral clip of of uh, Windy, Brian Windhorse from ESPN, that was going around today, was kind of alluding to something like this. Expect a Donovan Mitchell Don't move, call him Brian Windhorse. Call him North Thomas. Yeah, seriously. Um, you know, expect perhaps now a, a, a move with Donovan Mitchell, uh, depending on how deep they want to do this. Um, Mitchell is obviously young enough. You could rebuild around him. But this is a massive trade in the Western Conference sending Rudy Gobert to Minnesota um, to play next to Carl Anthony Towns. Wow. They're spending yeah. some money I mean, in Minnesota because they're going to have to pay Anthony Edwards soon too. Yeah. They, wow. I mean, they still have D'Angelo Russell, who is under a pretty expensive contract, but they want to build on what they did this season. And Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, these are – these are high-end players that you can go somewhere with if you have the structure. Minnesota's always had these defensive issues, and, and particularly with Carl Anthony Towns. And this eliminates a lot of that. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they use Carl Anthony Towns now defensively because he's not really somebody that you want defending in space. But you eliminate the idea that he has to be that back line that he just isn't suited to be. And then now offensively, whether you think, you know, what there are people who would like to see Cat mix it up more in the paint, but the reality is he is an elite three-point shooter. And now you don't have to worry about that either because Rudy Gobert is a lob threat waiting to happen. Like he is a useful guy offensively around the basket. You can do some creative stuff with those guys yes. for sure. And then, you know, Anthony Edwards. This is it's, really it's really funny. Like I, I love these guys, Andy. That that are like Ben Simmons is in this category. Westbrook, I think, to some degree, you certainly used to be the guys that are obviously elite, but flawed in ways that are really impactful. But you know, then they they get bagged on so much that they they become almost you know underrated. Like Rudy Gobert. You know, he's terrible. He's this. That whatever you play him off the floor, all this stuff. Not, it's all exaggerated, and you forget he is a, you know, an elite defensive player. He is an elite rebounder. You know, he shoots at a very high percentage because everything's at the basket. He rolls to the basket like you said really well. Like he does a ton of stuff well. He just you know, it's he's a hard guy to work around in the modern NBA. But you know, Ben Simmons does a lot of things well, and it's just a little bit hard to work around certain things. If you, but if you can figure it out, and this is going to be one of the in a, in a league where everybody's trending small, this is going to be an incredibly fascinating basketball experiment. Yeah, and in the meantime, too, like with Minnesota, it's a fairly new ownership group that I think wants to do something pretty dramatic to get better. Utah, fairly new ownership group, clearly didn't like what they had. And, you know, with Quinn Snyder leaving, there had always been that tension between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Whether this means the next shoe to drop is actually Donovan Mitchell remains to be seen. And that, that, by the way, could really throw – that could really create a wrinkle with the whole Kevin Durant thing. Kevin Durant well, thing, right. Because if, if, you're, if Donovan Mitchell is available and he's not as good as Kevin Durant, there's But no he's question. pretty damn good. And he's, you know, what, eight years younger? Not, you know, something like that. And so teams might be like, you know what? Maybe we doesn't go after seem Donovan dead Mitchell. Set he doesn't seem dead set determined to play with Kyrie Irving. Yeah. This is really interesting. This is interesting. Yeah. I'm, I, I have, the NBA is going to be real fun to watch for the next couple weeks here. I think there's no question about that so funchy do i am i introducing dump items or do you introduce no you you, you, you guys was, do it that was my confusion at the beginning okay. of the segment okay so uh let's do this one lou aldang is finally off the lakers payroll uh and i mentioned Yay! that because we're no longer paying lou aldang um and uh it's also bobby bonilla day and everybody knows July 1st is the day that Bobby Bonilla for another, geez, I closed that window, but it's another like 12 years or something like that, receives slightly over $1 million from the New York Mets on, based on the contract that he signed 
400 years ago. Um, it is one of the most joyous events in sports the day that Bobby Bonilla every year gets a million and change. Um, and I, th I think it is appropriate that it happens on the day where Lou Aldang is no longer on the payroll. I put out uh, at Cam Brothers, uh, for those who follow us on Twitter, uh, maybe a month or so ago, a rather bold hot take that people seem to really enjoy because the tweet went kind of viral. I think the Lakers should be able to stretch Russell Westbrook's contract $1 million a year for the next 47 years. Like they should, they should be able to pay out that contract. Cause think about it from Russ's perspective. How nice would it be? You know, you're like 78 years old. That million dollars just arrives. We're doing nothing. I, I, I think everybody how reckless would you, how reckless would you guys be with your money? If you knew that every year, you are going to get guaranteed get another million and a half dollars. What's my starting point? Like, where am I at? Am where I you at are where? now? Ooh, see, not a, not where your net worth says it is on the internet, but where you actually are. My net worth, according to the internet, is four million dollars. I don't know yes. how they came up with this. I need to do some digging around to see if it's actually correct. And I got money that I'm not aware of. You were only say that the, you that are the only figure is correct, or that the that the you know whatever. Yeah, no, I don't think you have four million dollars. Your net worth was only five hundred k. Poor, you. Poor. I know, and we do exactly the same stuff and have for the last like twenty years. How you got an extra three and a half million dollars raises a lot of questions in my mind. But yeah, oh my god, how great would that be? I mean, I understand from Russell Westbrook's perspective, he'd rather have all the money at once. Sure. And I get inflation it. is a bear, but at the same time, man, like just how great would that be to just once a year you wake up like, again, we're talking Russell Westbrook late into like his seventies. You just wake up and that million dollars is coming like that. I just think it'd be really nice, but yeah, Bobby Bonilla day, Lou, Lou Aldang off the books. This also though gets to the idea of stretching Russell Westbrook it just sounds so unpleasant. Because that's been floated before, like the idea of stretch Russell Westbrook. I don't want right, to. And obviously, they're not going to do it now because you know the that that, that time has passed. The Lakers right. could have spent. The idea was the Lakers could have spent more money on you know a full tax, you know, a full mid level as opposed to a taxpayer mid level, and and all of that stuff. But it is, um, it's not, it's not going to happen. But yeah, just like get get it over with. Rip off that bandaid. Don't exactly. Don't. Um, how many five thousand dollar Star Wars drinks would you buy on the Disney cruise if you if you had that million dollars coming in the at the hyperspace lounge you can go and you can buy a five thousand dollar cocktail um, at 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 Disney if if you want it is this is a terrible article because it doesn't you, tell you what's actually in the cocktail but it's I was five thousand dollars do you drink it while being do better. Do you drink it while being flown around on the Millennium Falcon? Like, like what comes with this? What is part of the Star Wars experience it's like, for a $5,000 drink? It, like, comes in a droid or something. Like, some kind of ball that just opens up or whatever. Like, R2-D2 or something, man. Like it's, I'm trying I, to find more information. But then it's just like this. a vodka tonic? It, it doesn't say – any article I've read doesn't say what's actually in the drink that makes it $5,000. It just seems like right. it's a presentation it's the, and stuff like that. It's on the – it's called the Caliber Crystal, and it's on the Disney Wish Ocean Liner. Um, prices to board the ship run from 1800 to more than 26000 depending on when you want to travel, the length of the trip, and the state room, state room you select – uh, at the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, you can you can buy this five thousand dollar cocktail. Uh, it is served with smoke, lighting, and sound effects. But I still can't figure out what the booze is or whether it comes with like a side of forty five hundred dollars. I'm telling you right now, if I ordered that drink, I don't care what the hell else is going on in that bar. They are playing the cantina music. <laughs> the, the, minute, <laughs> the minute that drink comes, you're hearing that. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, like, they better yeah. bring out that band. That I don't band care if Becky appeal. G is performing. You know, oh, we're, yeah. We're stopping Becky G. Yeah, Becky G. On the who, cantina music. It turns out, turns out far more established. <laughs> she's had kind of a big deal, and we just didn't oh, know. Oh, she's a huge deal. And right. I, I noted the people, like, the problem was us, not Becky G. Right. Becky G, I fully acknowledge is somebody that I ought to know about and I don't because I'm out of touch in that yeah, way. But if it was I want a this, Becky G problem, I order this drink. I don't care if there's a live performance going on. I don't care if it's in the middle of the most dramatic ballad 
you've ever heard, this music yep. comes up for five grand. Oh, all right. That's the dump. Let's get to super crosstalk with Mason in Ireland. Hey, guys. What up? Hey, what's going on, Hey, guys? so where is everybody right now? I'm at home today. Andy, Brian, are you at home? Yes. At, uh, yes. In two different homes, right? Yeah, do not <laughs> yeah. You don't together, live together. John. No, okay. no. We're not. A, we're not like a little adorable. And Mace, sitcom you're in the studio. I'm in the studio. Yep. I Michael Funches is filling in for Bergman today. He's taking his kid to uh, Disneyland, and uh, so we've got uh, Jorge going to be here too. Okay, good. So we're 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 coming to you from four corners of the globe. Yes. Now, did you guys, uh, Brian, Andy, did you guys have a chance to report the Rudy Gobert trade before the yeah. dump? Yeah, we, just talking about it. Okay, that led the dump. All right, so here's my take on it. Tell me if you guys agree. Donovan Mitchell's next. No question. Well, we were just saying, guys, this this presents an interesting wrinkle with the whole KD thing. Because Donovan Mitchell, you know, he may not be at KD's level, but he's Pretty really, close. really good. He's <laughs> younger. And all of a sudden, there is another superstar-level player that is out there that isn't Kevin Durant. Does right. that chip away at Kevin Durant's leverage in terms of getting That's where he wants? So here's here's what I think is going to happen. Now I'm trying I'm I'm trying to play chess here and think two moves ahead. Mm-hmm. I think both Miami and Phoenix immediately try and trade for Donovan Mitchell and then try and flip Mitchell for Durant. What do you guys think? So wait a minute, you're saying they acquire Mitchell and then Mitchell goes to So I say Phoenix Phoenix gets Mitchell. Phoenix has all their picks. Yes. Okay. Let's say they trade those to Utah for Mitchell. Utah is clearly rebuilding. They're just collecting picks. So Utah gets all of Phoenix's picks and or at least let's say half of them. And then Phoenix calls Brooklyn and says, Hey, I know you wanted Devin Booker, but we're not giving him up would you take donovan mitchell along with cam johnson that's interesting mikhail bridges and and half of our picks and i think then brooklyn that's the deal they're looking for right young superstar mitchell picks and two young players in bridges and cam johnson who would play for them and miami's gonna try and do the same thing miami's gonna try and trade for mitchell and then have him sitting there, and Pat Riley will try and flip Mitchell for Durant. That's really interesting, John. Because I, I one of the things that I think is really interesting about And even Brooklyn, if the Nets say no, uh, Andy, then you still have Mitchell. Right. This <laughs> is what I think is really interesting to figure out with Brooklyn. They have no incentive to tank because they don't control enough of their picks moving forward. Right. But they all they also don't need to worry about their record either. You know, it's not like last year where Brooklyn and Philadelphia were going through all that drama because both of them were trying to contend. 